Welcome back to our, I guess this is our very first episode of Money Morning Quarterback, Brad. I would, I, barring all of our, I don't know, <laughs> all of the back and forth that we've, had to, back and forth. <laughs> that we've had to deal with over the, uh, over the last couple months. So yeah, my name is Brandon Pergola. I'm a financial advisor. Join with me is uh, Brad Katz, founder, financial advisor, lifelong investments here in Fairfield, New Jersey. And we are the Money Morning Quarterback Podcast. I said that right, right? You sure did. Yeah, see, that's what we do. So we've had we've hit a little bit of a snafu, I guess we'll use that word. I haven't used that word, word in, in a while. Learning how these podcasts work in terms of from a compliance perspective, we've we've learned a lot. So we're bringing back someone who's already been here. However, you've never heard the the, the episode that has aired. So Correct. we're going to bring him back and talk in much more simplistic terms, structured notes. Okay, so I'm going to leave it to you, Brad, to introduce our guest. Excellent. So as uh, my esteemed colleague Brandon just mentioned, my name is Brad Katz, Lifelong Investments. And today we are graced with the presence of one and only Len Fox from First Trust. Len is our first guest ever on the Money Morning Quarterback. Len, take it away. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you, Brad. Brandon, for having me. Uh, I really appreciate it. Exciting times we have, closing out the year, getting ready for the holidays. How's everyone doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. So so how does one get to the position of where you're at? How did it all start? Give us a little background on yourself, where you're from, and how we ended up at First Trust. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I grew up in South Jersey, Marlton specifically, but I uh, went to college for finance and econ. I uh, worked at another uh, fund provider, Vanguard, for quite a bit before coming over to First Trust. I uh, did a few years in uh, Austin, Texas, Chicago before making it back to Jersey uh, to get to the position I'm at now. Very nice. Right. You enjoying it? Love it. I, I guess. Uh, especially the Jersey weather, you know, pouring rain today. <laughs> Listen, Len says he's a South Jersey guy, and this being Money Morning quarterback, we need to just go on full disclosure. Len, who's your team? Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, hey. I'm a Jet fan, so you can't go by me. Yeah, I'm a Giants fan. Misery. I'm in the same boat. You know what's yeah. funny, though? Eagle fans had misery, and they then did. they got Howie Roseman, and then, and then all, all of a sudden, sudden they're, they're, good. Good. they're good. That's just not okay. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. It's really unbelievable. I know. But yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's been a tough few weeks, but hey, we're, we're still there. You're we're the, not the Jets. Yeah, 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 we're yeah. not the Giants. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely not the Jets. I can tell you that much. Oh, God. Giants, actually, yeah. They're, they're probably, no, don't even go there. <laughs> they're not good. Yeah. There's always next year. That's kind of how I look at it. Yes. Yeah. Two of you guys are hockey guys, right? Is that right? Am I right when I say that? I know you are, Brad. Obviously. I, 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 I'm with you know. every day. Yeah. But look, you were, right? You a hockey player? Yep. Played for uh, 16 years. Still uh, still enjoy the game quite a bit as well. You get on the, you get on the ice every uh, at this age? I try to. You're a young I guy. Try to. You teach my nephew how to skate okay. this, this past weekend, so it'll, it'll be fun. All right. Okay. You play golf, right? Yeah. Big Bad golfer. Big yeah. golfer. What's the, big what's hitter. The, what's, the in what's the index at right now? Uh, six. He's a six. He's a single digit. You can't play with him, Brad. You're not allowed. I can. I mean, but it's can. not just gonna. It's just not gonna be fun for him. I tell everybody who plays golf, right? Obviously, you're a good golfer, right? But when I when people they're like, you know, I want to get into the game. I go, there are three things about golf. You have to be good at two of them. You have to be good. You have to be fast, and you have to be fun. You have to be at least two of the three. So if you're good, you better be fast or fun. And if you stink, you better be fast and fun. Those are, those, I would have to agree. Right? Play bad golf. Play, play bad golf. Play bad golf faster. Just play fast. Doesn't matter. Pick it up. Don't make no big deal. I feel good about that because yeah. I think I'm fast and fun. Because yeah. I'm definitely not good. Yeah, it's the guy who's got the Kirkland ball that's like looking for like you know he's he's like looking for it and you're like come on man like let let's let's move like we got like 
we got to keep it moving here, right? Speed up the game. Speed yep. it up. Speed yeah. it up. Always. Do you like the fact that golf is eighteen holes? Are you a fourteen hole guy? Like, where, where where do you land in that in that in that conversation? Fifteen holes, I think, would be perfect. Yep. Keep it under three hours. Mm-hmm. You know, four or five hour rounds, just not happening for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather just you know I'll, I'll call it at four. Done. Yeah, I tend to I tend to lose interest from hole 11 to like hole 14, 15. And then I like, oh, we're back to playing golf again. And I start to like dial it in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because you guys aren't drinking enough. Nah, even if I am, I like well, it gets worse. Even if I drink, then it's even worse for me. Uh, usually I'm better. Yeah, are you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Relaxes the body, you know? Uh, okay. So yeah. put a couple back, yeah. relax, not, not, not care about the shots. Yeah. 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 yeah not, yeah. Brad, first time we played together, you're like, where's the where's the bartender? <laughs> first words out of his mouth, 8.30 in the morning. He's like, anybody getting a beer? I'm like, dude, all right, let's rock. Let's let it rip. <laughs> uh, but anyway, thank you very much for coming out uh, again. Uh, and apologies to making you have to do this. But we've been going through, we talked to a little bit off the air about what we've kind of had to deal with. So we're going to be as simple as we can on this, um, if, if, that, if that helps out. So... Really what we want to understand first is obviously the topic structure notes. So I'll leave it to you to kind of give us a background on what exactly, you know, is a structured note. Yeah, absolutely. A structured note is issued by typically big banks. Um, and they're going to have a, a couple different features to them, whether it's income or growth. Um, but it's an obligation by the bank to structure something to allow you to have protection or give you upside or income on a specific broad-based index. Gotcha. Are there obviously we we when you when you say there are different types, right? Kind of explain. I guess we'll talk about the first type of of note, and then we'll go obviously into whatever other ones there are. Yeah, one of the more popular ones is is simply going to be a growth note um, issued again by the big banks. They're going to range anywhere out to five, six, seven years. Just That's offering. five, six, seven years in terms of what duration? The holding period. The yes, holding period. yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so you holding get your period. money back. So right? each one of them has a holding period. Yes. Okay. okay. Each okay. one specific holding period can range anywhere from one out to seven years. Okay. They um, don't go past seven. Typically, going to keep it less than five most most times. Okay. But they can go out to seven. Okay. Um, the seven year stuff is going to be more principal protected. Uh, meaning that the bank is going to be giving you some sort of protection, whether it's full principal. Or uh, just having some sort of protection on the downside, 10, 15, 20%, um, whatever your flavor is per se. Okay. So, so, sounds interesting. So, from what I'm hearing, is so a structured note is, is something that uh, an investor can get where uh, a big bank issues it and there's some sort of like downside protection that the, that the bank offers. Correct, exactly. And there's some sort of upside, meaning either income or growth, that the bank will provide you based on whatever the terms of their note are. You're exactly right. I'm okay. um, going to offer you an income component that they're going to provide you that income, um, given that you're locking your money up for a certain amount of time. Or you can have the growth aspect that they're going to give you growth linked to an index as you're tying your money up, they're going to offer you that protection on the downside as well. Gotcha. So th- these products are typically tied to some sort of benchmark or index or something along those lines, correct? Yes. Okay. Typically okay. just broad-based indexes that are out there in the market. Don't be too specific, okay? No. Right. Then, no. then it becomes a specific product, and now we have to redo this all over again, and we don't want to do that. <laughs> right. So some sort of broad-based index the bank looks at, right? And then based on whatever the terms are, they're going to give you either income or some sort of upside. 
Yes, and yes, then correct. and I can hold this as an investor for whatever the length is, typically somewhere between one and seven years, and I'll know up front because the bank will tell me. Yes, correct. All right, I think the, I got it. The terms are going to be set up front. Um, you're going to have that holding period that you really want to hold it for that time frame. You, you don't want to be exiting out. You're committing to it, so the bank is going to give you that commitment as well to pay out whatever your your interest is. Gotcha. So they're they're typically illiquid products, essentially. Yes. Correct. Correct. Gotcha. So what that means for those who don't understand, right? We have to we have to do this, Brad. No, this I, is hey, man, I got you. Illiquid product basically means money goes in and it's locked in a box until you fulfill your your end of the obligation. Correct. Yes. In this term, the duration, whether it's one year up until the seven year, and it goes in increments of one year, you can do eighteen months. It goes on and on, right? Yes, exactly. And they they're they're customized essentially, right? They can be to particular thoughts and things like that. They're catered to catered. your, your specific investment horizon. Gotcha. Gotcha. Are there, um, uh, can we talk minimums, Brad? Are we allowed to? I have no idea. I would probably avoid that. Okay. We're going to avoid that. We can't. Okay. But by the head nod, there probably is. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, who we, we They're issued by the banks, correct? Yes. By banks. Are they, if someone says, ooh, this sounds like a wonderful product, how how do I how do I learn more? How do I learn more? It's best to consult with your financial professional okay. to to understand all the ins and outs of the products. Uh, where there are certain specialists out there that they understand these, so you it's best to talk to a financial professional to make sure that it's right for your portfolios. Gotcha. And and backing up to, I would like to just quickly add that that the money morning quarterback hosts Brad and Brandon in their in their like day job. Uh, we we think we're we're specialists or professionals, and you know a listener if I had a question could certainly contact us. Would have, be happy to talk. Yeah, to we you. yeah we know what we're, we we understand them. It's just that we have to explain it as Correct. if we don't know what we're talking about. So the way to, so the way I know after after talking to compliance for this long, yeah, the back and forth. Now inside of these structured notes, we're not talking specifics here, but we're inside of these structured notes. There are what we call buffers. Correct. Correct. And how many different types of buffers are there out there? There's really just two types of buffers. Okay. Um, the most popular is going to act like a sponge, though, Okay. that's going to absorb some of that loss. And what's that one called? That's just a regular buffer. Just a regular just buffer. A, a soft buffer. Soft yes. buffer. Gotcha. Acts as a there's sponge. A soft buffer and there's a hard buffer. Hard the- buffer is the more popular one that is going to act like the sponge and absorb. And when you say more popular, that's what you've seen across coming across your desk. Correct. Okay. So see, we brought statistical yep. analysis in there. They can't say, hey, where'd you hear this from? Uh, so well, now we have a source cited. Exactly right. Officially, what Len has seen come across his desk. Exactly right. So this explain a little bit about what a soft buffer is, in ter- and then we'll go. Obviously, you go into the hard buffer. So you said it acts like a sponge, but there's a is there a percentage? Of, not a specific one, but how? <laughs> can't do that, right? I can't talk percentages. <laughs> <laughs> Please explain what the soft buffer is. Yep. So, so, so I'll, I'll first go over the hard buffer. You, you have your set protection, whatever it is. If that broad index is down greater than that, then that that hard buffer is going to absorb whatever the difference there is. Um, in the hypothetical analysis of a soft buffer, if you're down greater than your buffer amount you're still going to take that full loss. So really, a hard buffer is you're, you're guaranteed a certain amount of protection, barring from the issuer that issued the note itself, 
but you're you're guaranteed that certain amount of protection. Okay, I think I get it. So if I have a if I have a structured product issued by a big bank tied to some generic index that gives me some sort of upside based on the terms, and I have a hard buffer, whatever that hard buffer is, is like the portion that I'm that the bank absorbs that I now can't lose. Yes, correct. Got it. But if if the whatever happens is worse, I'll lose some because it's more than the buffer. Correct. But if it's less than the buffer, then I don't. If it's less than the buffer, you're not going to be experiencing the full downside of that index. Got it. And then on the soft buffer, you're getting the sponge, and then after that. So the soft buffer, also referred to as a barrier, is going to be a little bit more risky because if we're down greater than that amount, you're taking the full loss. So a hard buffer, you have some protection, a set amount, and a hard buffer, or like a soft buffer, your protection is contingent. And it's just contingent on that index and what it did. If you're within your protection, you're, you're protected. If you're outside of it, you're not protected. So why would somebody want to pick that one versus the other one? Is there some sort of additional upside in return for that greater risk? Yes. So you're typically going to have greater upside potential. Got it. And then on the downside as well, your your protection is going to be more or you're going to have shorter outcomes, a shorter time horizon. Uh, then going out that five, six, seven, you can really get them down to a two, three, uh, even shorter than that. I think that sounds pretty understandable for our listeners, right? You know, you're going to take a little bit more risk. You're going to potentially have a little bit more reward. And for the kind that has less risk, you probably have a slightly lower potential reward. Correct. Well, that makes sense to me. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. And the when is when in your experience have you seen these these products or like when are when do they make sense for a particular person in your experience? When they would make sense? Um, is, like uh, obviously, we're not taking a hundred percent of someone's portfolio. Anyway, uh, right? I don't know Am about I in the that. Air? Am I in the air? So. I, I gotta mean, get a button. Yeah, we need a button. I gotta get a button. I got from know. we drill I mean, down on this because you, you know, we, we can't really ask ask our our esteemed guest to provide some uh, investment advice. Now that would, you uh, know, that's true. Yeah. yeah, no investment advice. Right, that's considered advice. Okay, so yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna have to we're gonna have to avoid that. The ones that come across your desk are there minimums? Yes, there are minimums. Um, Typically going to be associated in in $1,000 increments is how these are issued. Okay. Instead of being able to buy $150, you have to buy $1,000. Gotcha. Is there a net worth associated to buying these things? No net worth associated, but we do see them utilized more with uh, sophisticated or... We do seem to be being used more with by a seasoned by a seasoned, seasoned investor, investor, a sophisticated okay. investor. See that we're doing. We're, I think no, we did it right. I there. think we did think good we did, there. Right? Yeah, yeah, we did good. Now, if uh, if somebody wants to go buy one of these guys, um, and they're going to contact their financial advisor to, to discuss it, and they've determined it's a suitable option for them based on their needs, do different financial advisors have different minimums, or is it like a product thing that that you just described? Product specific. Got it. That is just across the product suite, they're going to have a minimum. Certain advisors might encourage not doing certain things with with the minimums, as it is a as it is a product for clients that understand and and are sophisticated can understand the the lockup period and the different features of it. 
Gotcha. Got it. When are they issued? Really, they're being issued any day of the month. It, it just obviously no weekends, any business day, and they can typically be purchased any single month, any single day. Uh, most of the time at the end of the month is when they're going to be purchased, though. Now, if, if you when the January notes come out, those will go away in January, and then February will have a new set of notes, correct? Correct. So they're always, for lack of a better word, evolving each as each month progresses. So you're not going to get what you – like, oh, January had this one. You might not see that in February, correct? Yes, exactly. Gotcha. So every month they're going to vary. When they close, they're done. Uh, you can't go back into that one. It's it's closed for good. So since these are issued by the big banks, do these count as bank products? Like are they FDIC insured like like a bank account? So or or are they more like a like just a generic product? A structured note is not gonna be FDIC insured. That is it's just gonna be backed by the bank itself. Um, there are ones out there that are FDIC insured, but they're typically going to be a different flavor to what we're talking about right now. Got it. I had a question. I can't remember what it was, Brad. I lost it. It's all right. You know what? You're a Jets fan. You, you're, you've, you're suffering through a difficult season, which can be pulled out and repeated on a regular basis, so I apologize I got my you. question. See? Once you brought the Jet thing in, yeah, hey, no, it comes hey, back. I'm here to help. I, 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 listen, we rise to the occasion here. Um, someone, let's just say, hypothetically – has a structured note and it has a particular duration, but before that duration ends, they need the money. Can they get access to it? And is there a cost to do that? They can get access to it, but there is going to be a cost or a fee associated by for getting out early. Gotcha. Um, you committed to the time frame, want to be able to hold that commitment because the bank isn't buying it back. Um, but you want to be able to hold it, but you can, if you absolutely need to, get out of it in that in that scenario. Gotcha. So, which would lead me to, what are some of the universal risks associated with these products? So, some of it could be in in a particular instance, it could be duration, right? I guess duration. If I'd, I'd call that maybe like a liquidity, liquidity risk, risk, right? Probably liquidity risk, right? The liquidity risk is a big one. Um, the issuer risk itself, because these are backed by the banks themselves. So it's the issuer that's guaranteeing that. Mm -hmm. um, the other risk that I like to kind of is associated, obviously liquidity is the big one. Um, reinvestment risk is down the line as well because these can come due at the end and it goes to cash at the end. So it's not like you're staying in this product forever. Gotcha. It doesn't kind of repurpose itself and give you the next one. You, you're, Once it's over, it goes into cash, and then it's up to you to take that cash or whatever's there and, and right. so do when, what you want with it. When your note's done, right, when it matures, you're just being paid by the whatever the value is at that point by the bank, and now it's your money to go do with as you please. Yes, exactly. And, and then consult with your financial advisor or your financial professional to potentially do another one. Or something completely different. And as a licensed financial advisor, I'll, I'll throw in that reinvestment risk basically means that when something matures, the new rates available for you to invest in something new may or may not be as good as what they were at the original time, hence the term reinvestment risk. That's, you know, in a nutshell what that means. Hmm. I like it. I, I don't. Good way to put it. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I've, I like, I've done this before. I like the definition. Oh. How yeah. you explained it. That's well, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Are we missing anything? 
I wouldn't I, say you're missing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, there's obviously a lot of different features to these that can be touched on a lot more in regards to what's out there. Um, whether it's income, whether it's growth, your goals are, are ultimately the important part to get to. So it's very important because they are complex products to talk to an advisor, talk to someone, right, obviously with the knowledge base, to go through the different features that are offered inside of what these what these products potentially offer, right, whether it's the duration, whether it's, the, the like you said, the, the, the buffers, the sponges, all of that, and then from there make a decision that's best for them. Yes, Correct. I got a question. 74 flyers are taken on the 84 Islanders. Who wins? I'm a local guy, so I, I don't know if anybody know, watches WFAN but, or listens to it. And they're like, nobody cares about hockey, boomer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> flyers are usually going to win that. Yeah, it's a, it's I a, couldn't tell you four guys on the Flyers right now. I couldn't tell you one. Literally one. I couldn't give you one guy on the Flyers. Not one. That's how much I know about hockey. And I'm in your I'm in your face. <laughs> All right, let me flip the script here then. <laughs> and that doesn't mean hockey's a bad sport. I like it. I go. I'm a, hey, I'm, a dev- I'm a Devils fan. I'll, well, well, let me take it back. I root for the Devils if I, if 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 I'm at a game, but I'm uh, you know to watch a devil game. I don't do it a lot. 2019 Eagles, 1985 Dolphins. Uh, I'll take the Eagles. You know I'm going to take the Eagles. Yeah, I know. I'm Being just trying. To, I'm uh, trying to see where you're not gonna. I'll take the Eagles. Now, look, the Dolphins were good that year. They weren't the they were best. Good. That was the Bears' year, if everybody yeah, remembers. Remember. But the Bears lost one game that season and, to the Dolphins. Yeah, Marino was the man. He was a good player. From Pitt. Hell's yeah. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Pitt. Good player. Good player. Yep. Um. Do we have any other questions? I mean, I'm sure we do, but we can't ask right. them. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else is going to get an eh. <laughs> I get the name of the podcast from now on. Eh. Like Richard Dawson, <laughs> right? With the third strike here. <laughs> Survey says. Eh. Uh, I love it. I love it. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming We surveyed out. 100 people about structured notes. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for coming out. We really appreciate it. I appreciate you taking the time to come out here for a second time. We're going to get a hang of this thing, but you know, we really do appreciate it. Thank you for all the stuff that you do for us you know, and all the knowledge that you give us and education on these types of products uh, and things like that. And obviously, to those listening, if a structure note seems like it's for you, highly recommend that you talk to someone who knows what they're doing, a licensed representative, licensed advisor, and have them uh, really explain it in, in a lot more detail. Exactly. They're, uh, they, are, they are diabolically simple, yet extremely complicated at the same time. That's, Try that one on. I love it. It's a I great way it. to put it. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it a lot. Thanks, All right. Len. All right, guys. Uh, thank you very much. This was another episode, or actually, this was our very first episode, right, because we've been going back and forth. But thank you for listening to, to this episode of Money Morning Quarterback. Brad and Brandon, we'll see you next time. Brad Katz and Brendan Pergola are registered representatives offering securities through Satara Advisors, LLC, a registered broker-dealer. Member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Satara Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Satara firms are under separate ownership from any other entity. Located at 155 Passaic Ave, Suite 310, Fairfield, New Jersey. Not NCU SF insured. No credit union guarantee. May lose value. 
not a deposit, not insured by any federal government agency. The views depicted in this material are for informational purposes only and are not necessarily those of Sotera. They should not be considered specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Neither Sotera nor any of its representatives may give legal or tax advice. Before investing, carefully read the product's prospectus or associated document like a pricing supplement. It'll provide details of the investment, including fees and risks. Important features like the notes payoff profile and how market-linked gains or losses are calculated, whether there are call provisions, whether it offers a minimum guarantee return, and participation rates used to determine how much of the gain in the underlying asset, index, or benchmark will be credited to the note.